Hello, hello, hello. Good evening. Good evening. Um, my name's Gavi. Uh, you're listening to Saturday Night Sega, episode number two hundred and ninety-seven. Yeah, that's right. I had to think about that then. I, I even tweeted. Oh, well, I didn't tweet it. I can't really tweet much because my phone is sat on 1% battery. Yep, that's not getting used. <laughs> um, <coughs> oh, dear. So, um, yeah, I had to think about it. I put it on Discord saying it was episode number 297. Uh, next week being 298, and then the 7th being 299. And, yeah, that makes sense. <sighs> 297 episodes. How have people put up with me for so long? I'm sure if I could look at Radio Sega listener numbers, the answer is they haven't, because I'm fairly sure they're not as high as they've been in uh, in years gone by. Uh, Mina's with me. Hi. She's already done her evening nap, so I would presume she's going to stay awake for the duration. Yeah. But, <laughs> but who knows? She might actually, she might actually try and play Pokemon. But then stranger things have happened, and yeah. she's probably more likely just to fall asleep. Yeah. In fact, actually, if she was, if she was going to put the switch on, she's probably more likely to play Luigi's Mansion. Other than that. Mm, but, you know, considering that I bought Pokemon Sword and Shield... I lost it. I wanted the Steelbook. <laughs> Don't blame me for your choice. I bought, I bought, I bought um, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon for the Steelbook as well, actually. Um, I have, further to our conversation from, from last week, um, I was going to say, if you heard it, if you listen to it live, it isn't up for download yet because I haven't uploaded it anywhere yet. I promise I'm going to do it this evening. I have all my fingers crossed. Well, as, as many fingers as I can cross, actually. In fact, on my right hand, I can... Oh, you look well gangster. Well gangster. In it, bruv. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and get it all uploaded this evening. What would it, What would even that be the gang sign for? I'm a loser. <laughs> I don't know what that gang sign means. That, that gang sign means expletive. <laughs> I wanted to see how far we can get without an explicit <laughs> tag in this show. <laughs> 15 minutes so far. We're doing all right. Because we started a little bit late. We started late because of the slight overrun for Hidden Palace. Not going to blame Skyblaze for it, though, because it only happens once in a blue moon. And um, not that I tune into Hidden Palace. I really should, because it's super, super interesting. If you didn't catch it, then certainly keep an eye out for the podcast, because this week's one was all about Sega dev kits. And I'm, I'm fairly sure it probably all started from the Sega Saturn dev kit that Codemasters found in their garage, which is about three miles long. Which is really funny when you consider when you actually consider the fact it looked like an actual Sega Saturn from the front. And then you take a side profile, and it's that long... Well, I don't even know why it's that long, to be honest. I mean, I know the obviously development kits have got got to have that, you know, sort of so many doohickeys and, and whatever in them because they need to be slightly more powerful than the console needed to run it. Um, but why you'd make something so long it wouldn't feasibly fit on a table beyond me i've no idea but maybe maybe skyblaze knew and maybe that's why they featured um an episode on dev kits um but we also in discord uh started having a good old natter about the fact that sega would literally put mega drive internals into anything um in the 90s you could buy an amstrad pc that had a mega drive in it and even i were created a cd player that had a mega cd in it which you know i don't know why but it did um, Skyblaze featured a Sega karaoke system that had a full-on working Sega Saturn in the bottom of it. Again, why? 
you know, why would you want to? I'm going to sing a song and then I'm going to play Burning Rangers. Mm, or, or, or you could probably play a song, or sing a song whilst playing Burning Rangers. Or maybe Sega just had an idea of, of you know, what Sony ended up doing with SingStar, but they just never got around to it because, you know, they um, they released the Sega Saturn far too early. You know, they did the whole Apple thing of, and it's out now. The only problem is, is they um, they declined to tell any of their retailers that they were bringing the release date of the Sega Saturn forward by six months. Um, <laughs> they were completely trying to combat the PlayStation and failed miserably because, well, the Saturn wasn't even very good at doing 3D graphics um, development-wise. So the fact that it actually managed to push out 3D graphics is uh, nothing short of a miracle. I, l- I love the Saturn. Such a lovely console. Um, 25 years old yesterday, 25 years since its Japanese release, and you'd think, oh, Saturday Night Sega would be perfect for for a Sega Saturn birthday episode, and you'd be right if we hadn't already done one for the American release, which was obviously like four months ago, because that's when they released it. So, Um, we started the show with Fancy Star Online 2 and Falt's Arm Last Engage. Uh, and then Sky Babylon, the Act 1 and 2 mix from Sonic Rush Adventure. Mina quite liked that. She, for some reason, thought it was Sonic Colors and then started singing the Sonic Colors song. So that's going to come up next. Um, Aquarium Park, you know, the one the one that sampled in Trash it FM. Oh, it's similar to. Oh, there we go. Um, Electric Boogaloo's linked me to a YouTube video. I'll have to try and catch that later because the next, if we remember a couple of weeks ago when I tried to open a, um, a link whilst broadcasting, the sound quality took a major hit. Um, everyone's saying evening to Viper, who's tuned in on a really, on the really old iPad. He said he's surprised it still loads, loads Discord. I've got an iPod Touch and I'm really surprised it still loads Spotify. I mean, it's a bit on the slow side. It does creak quite a lot, and it takes a lot of effort to get where you need to be. Um, if you're trying to search the... I mean, if you've got it in offline mode and you're trying to save, you know, browse all the things you've got downloaded, it's pretty quick. But actually trying to browse Spotify whilst online, bit of a chore. So... Um, <laughs> Green Viper saying, not play Burning Rangers if you're Gabby. I like Burning Rangers! Oh, do we have to recount the Saturn story again about how I had Burning Rangers and I, I I sold my Saturn and all of the games for less than what it would cost to buy Burning Rangers back nowadays <laughs> by about a third of the price. <gasps> Nicholas Haman says, it seems I'll be away, away during episode 300. Well, yeah. Um, Green Viper says, I ended up marathoning all of Tetris Effect today and then wearing my arms out playing marathon mode on loop. What were you doing if you were using your arms? Were you were you were you playing in VR and you having to you know wave your arms around to drop the blocks? Tetris Effect is actually a game I really really want to play. It's it's um, I think it quite interests Mina as well actually. Well, one because it's Tetris, but two because it's Tetris made by the guys who created Res. So it's like, like it's like Res Tetris <laughs> or Tetris Res. Yeah, so you know. I need to wait to see if it turns up on a Black Friday sale on, like, PlayStation, because I'd, I'd play it on PlayStation over. I like Chime. Chime. Chime was good. Um, Chime was super good. There was a sequel that came out for that, actually. I think it came out exclusively on Steam. 
Because there was Chime, there was Chime Super Deluxe, and then they brought out a sequel that they kickstarted called um, Chime Sharp. I like the one, the Moby. 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 Yeah, well, Moby. Moby. The Moby song was on both versions because because Chime came out. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, the the because um, Chime came out on Xbox first, didn't it? And then Super Deluxe came out on PS3, and then uh, Chime Sharp. Um, I think it definitely came out on Steam. I don't know if it then made its way onto HD consoles, whether like like you know like Xbox One, PS4, but um, but that didn't have any licensed tracks. That was all like indie comp- music composers. Um, Green Viper says Spotify supports stupidly early versions of iOS. Well, the the it, I had to down I had to use an archived version because the most recent version of Spotify doesn't work on iPod Touch. It doesn't. Um, oh, Green Viper says that he was playing um, Tetris Effect with a keyboard, which at the speed I play at is painful. Yeah. What are you doing Bruce Willis for? There isn't another one with Bruce Willis, is there? No. What, what? Part of the microphone. Is it really? Yeah. I've never heard it with a Bruce Willis one. Yeah. No, I don't need. Yeah. I don't need to hear it. I don't need to hear it. Nicholas Haman then says Tetris. Tetris. There you go. Why call it Tetris Effect? Should have just called it Tetris. I think Viper's trolling me. He's requested a Burning Rangers track. Why have you done this to me? <laughs> Let's play it. Uh, right, that's the Discord window. That's the that's the Radio DJ window. Club Sega. Uh, it best be good. I, I don't actually remember if I played this. Seven minutes long. Hey, best be done. Best be good. From Beat Club Sega 2, Beat Grooves. Um, Viper says I don't even play that fast, but after an hour or more, you start to feel your tendons burning. I wonder if that would be a good way to work out. Just play Tetris really, really fast on a keyboard here. <gasps> Get hench fingers. <laughs> play Tetris. What, to do what, what with the hench fingers? Yeah. I don't know. Well, you, you like, know what... Like, like weight lift, weight lift. No, no one would... With a single finger. No, no one would challenge you at a thumb war, would they? Look at the size of my thumbs! No, no, no. I just... No, you wouldn't play Tetris with your thumbs. We would if you played using a keyboard. Not a keyboard. It's my fingers. Well, if your fingers start hurting, you have to use alternative fingers, don't you? No. Spacebar. If spacebar ends up being hard drop, you'd use spacebar quite a bit. I suppose so, yeah. Green Viper says, I knew a dude who got decently hedged from playing Guitar Hero. I did that. I, I remember quite a good um, quite a good drumming session on Guitar Hero World Tour. It'd leave me feeling quite sweaty. Um, to, uh, the, the one song that I quite enjoyed playing, and I don't think you can get it to download anymore because Activision took a lot of the DLC off, and if they did, I'll be genuinely disappointed because I owned it on PS3, but not 360. And I own all the Guitar Heroes on 360 now rather than PS3 because they're the ones that Mina had them on. Um, the Travis Barker remix of Low by Flowrider. The, the, I mean, the rest of the song's pretty rubbish to play, but, um, but the drum, the, the drum, um, sequence on on that was was very good very very good so that was a that was a good one to play so yeah it used, used to get to the point I'd, I'd start off on a, on a guitar hero drum session i'd start off you know wearing a shirt and i'd generally finish without one because it was just that 
frantic on some songs. I do still have a, 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 a guitar a guitar hero drum kit. Um, we just don't have the room to put it anywhere. It's just sat in its box. It's from Band Hero, so it might it might actually not be defective. <sighs> um, I should probably put some music on in a sec, and then <laughs> Queen Viper says drums is a tad different to hitting a fretboard. Yeah, I suppose I didn't really get too sweaty from playing a guitar. You know, don't don't riff out too much. Although I do remember trying to play Freebird on hard, and that didn't go too well. Mina, what was your favourite song to play on Guitar Hero? Um, I quite a variety of music ones. Yeah, Hysteria. Hysteria was on Rock Band. That used to be a quite a good one to play. Um, Greengrass and High Tides from Rock Band is also a very good one to play if you've got the patience for it. I mean, if you think nine minutes is painful for Freebird, um, Greengrass and High Tides is like sixteen minutes long. <laughs> Or you could attempt to play all of 2112 by Rush, which was on Guitar Hero uh, Warriors of Rock, I think that one's on. Um, and as the name suggests, it's 21 minutes and 12 seconds long. Although um, Activision were at least a little bit polite and uh, and split it up into its constituent parts of like, you know, five part songs. So they give you a slight break. But, um, but yeah, that one song is, is 21 minutes and 12 seconds. So that's, that can be... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Viper goes, 2112 is split up. Boo! I, I really wish I could have played all of 2112 throughout. Although, that that um, that Guitar Hero game did actually give me an appreciate a bigger appreciation of Rush. I mean, I did like them up until that point, but um, but certainly after that, I, uh, I started getting into into them a bit more. There's there's a song from an, uh, an album called um, Snakes and Arrows, and I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Narcissistic Pessimist. And it's like a, um, it's a, it's a solo, basically a bass solo, and it's just awesome. Um, look it up on Wikipedia and then YouTube it. I'm, I'm sure after the show, of course, because you know, whilst it's an awesome track, I, I wouldn't want you to listen to it whilst I'm playing awesome music, which I'm going to do in a minute. Um, and then when we come back, should we talk a little bit about Shenmue? I mean, I've only, I've only played it like once, but. You know, quite curious to see other people's views and opinions on it. Seeing as, you know, it's out, which is a very bizarre thing to say. I mean, last last Saturday we were like, oh my god, it's coming out on Tuesday. And mine turned up Monday. Uh, which is when I played it, funnily enough. I've not actually played it since it was officially released. But um, but yeah, seeing as, you know, we are now living in a world where Shenmue 3 physically exists. So now, we can start hassling everyone for Shenmue 4. Um, and hopefully, it won't take 18 years to make. Because if it does, we'll all be playing it on our PlayStation 6s whilst we're in space because the Earth will have been nuked into oblivion by Donald Trump and Boris Johnson's love child. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. I mean, if you if you want to also talk about Guitar Hero during the break, go for it. You know, favourite songs, least favourite songs, least favourite games, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm quite partial to Lego Rock Band, but that's I think that's because it's got Final Countdown on it from uh, from Europe. <laughs> any any any, any um, rhythm game that's got Final Countdown on it has got an instant win from me. Um, only going to play two songs on this next music break because one of them is seven and a half minutes long. Um, and hopefully I've got the right Sonic Colors track because if not, Mina will probably actually get out from underneath her nice warm cozy blanket and slap me in the face. Or maybe she won't, because that would involve getting out from underneath her nice, warm, cosy blanket. <laughs> Who knows? We'll find out in a bit. 
thought I'd come back with the last 50 seconds of this song left because really in all truth I don't think it's going to do an awful lot in the last 50 odd seconds um, that's a pretty decent remix actually I mean it doesn't really go very anywhere <coughs> in the sense of you know it's the same beat for like seven and a half minutes um, also I'm very su- I mean whilst it's a good song I'm very surprised it seemingly hasn't got any of the original vocal in it but yeah regardless as I say not hating on the song very very good We Are Burning Rangers from Club Sega 2 Beat Grooves which is an album that came out in 1999 apparently and before that Aquarium Park Act 1 which was the correct song so I managed to escape unslapped although actually Mina hasn't moved an inch uh, apart from perhaps her thumb scrolling uh, BuzzFeed um, at all. Tasty. tasty? What is tasty? Is that one of those clickbaity websites? It's a food website. So is tasty the website that you were reading about a man who got arrested for eating a sandwich? No. What was that? That was Facebook, right? See, so the article wasn't from BuzzFeed or anything like that. It was through Facebook. Oh. Well... As expected, during the music break, we did have ourselves a little bit of a natter about... Um... Oh, Nicholas Haman says those, those are the original English vocals. They're slowed down a bit. Oh. Hmm. Fair enough. Um, that'd be why it doesn't sound the same then. Um... So yeah, we were talking a little bit about Guitar Hero and Rock Band and about how Guitar Hero Live... Um, Activision charged 40 quid for the privilege of playing it, but only put like 10 songs on the disc. And if you wanted to pay, uh, if you wanted to play more, you had to pay Activision more to actually play them. Um, so obviously now all the servers have been shut down because no bugger bought it. Um, <laughs> if you buy it secondhand, you now only have like 10 games, 10 songs on there. Rock Band 4 um, has. You know, obviously, considerably more than 10 songs on the disc, but you need to buy like a load of DLC to make it worth it, apparently. So, uh, whilst they're the two music games I don't own, they're probably the two I won't be buying anytime soon. Tell you what, I did enjoy actually, before we move on to Shenmue, um, did quite enjoy DJ Hero. DJ Hero is lots of fun. Um, I don't know, did you ever get on with it? DJ Hero. I wasn't very good, but yeah. I quite like the mixes on it. There's a good mix of um, Daft Punk and Justice. But yeah, no, very, very good. Uh, I quite, quite enjoyed that one. Um, right, so let's move on. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about something Sega related rather than um, rhythm games that have got absolutely nothing to do with Sega. I mean, we could talk about rhythm games that have got stuff to do with Sega, but I've never played them. Although I'll be honest, there was a song that I was listening to off of one of Linkin Park's old albums this past couple these past couple of weeks that reminds me massively of Chunism, um, which is uh, the Mike Shinoda remix of victimized so um so you know if you ever listen to that it's proper proper hardcore music you know it starts off with a bass going boom, 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 boom. You know, like most chunism songs start <coughs> Shenmue 3 then is a game that exists it is official and I spent an hour and those who are in the Radio Sega Discord can attest, because we were talking about it at the time. I spent an hour trying to find my name in the credits, 
because the credits come in two different lists. An hour. It, I spent about an hour, yeah, trying to find my name in the credits of the uh, of Shenmue 3 because the, the credits come in two lists. They have the staff list and the backer list. And, I, and obviously I knew I'd be in the staff one because I'm not stupid. But I spent an hour looking through the backer list and then trying to figure out why I didn't have a backer code, which what happens is it puts a little scroll next to your name so it's easier to find. Um, and w when... I uh, <laughs> I eventually then discovered that actually I hadn't backed it at the correct cor the correct what the correct I've gone South African all of a sudden I've not backed it at the correct um, or Australian even um, the I didn't back it at the correct um, Kickstarter level level I've got hiccups why have I got hiccups um, the correct Kickstarter level in order to um, get my name in the credits so I spent a whole an hour. Uh, for, for nothing but I, I do think I found a fair few people um, and one of them I wasn't sure on but I did see a Facebook update from him saying that he was trying to now download and play it so I managed to find <laughs> Electric Boogaloo is going tear tear is the word <laughs> I was having hiccups I couldn't get the word out level tear it really doesn't matter I didn't back it high enough um, I.I. says, did I see Andrew Pantlin and Eris Sarah Dove Pantlin? I did not, actually, or if I did, I didn't really pay attention. Um, but I did manage to find, uh, Trippy. She's, she's got her name in there. Um, I found, uh, Dreadnoughts. Uh, I found Benji. found our good friend Benji. Saw his name. Um, I spotted, um, Remixer Audio Sprite. Found him. And also... Um, spotted Steve Lyser of Sumo Digital. Found his name as well. As well as, um, as, as well as some rather hilarious ones, such as, uh, please use my second choice. <laughs> Which they clearly didn't because they used the name that was supplied. Um, and there's a couple of marriage proposals in there as well. Very, very awkward if the person you're proposing to says no. Or, even the time it's taken. Yeah, or even the time it's taken since filling in the backer, the, the backer survey of what do you want your name. Yeah, I, I just literally got, did you see the person doing the marriage? <laughs> I, did, I did see the person doing the marriage. Proposing the marriage. Proposing the marriage. Um, yeah, and I mean, this is all I can pretty, pretty much talk about because we've shown you free game proper. I've only played it for like 20 minutes to half an hour, but I spent an hour in the credits, so we can talk about that. Um, someone, I forget who it was I was speaking to at the time, someone spotted, and they think it's parody names, and I'm inclined to believe them, uh, they spotted Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump. <laughs> i tell you what I did see, and I want to try and find out, because he's a very, very avid gamer, and I want to try and find out whether this is legitimate or not. I saw um, Kenny Omega, who's a wrestler for All Elite Wrestling. Um, I found his name, but the problem is, is because you could literally put whatever name you wanted in, and as long as it wasn't rude, they put it in anyway. Um, I don't actually know if it was the actual Kenny Omega or not. I I saying everyone wants to know if they said yes. Well, as Mina just pointed out, you'd like to hope that, um, that they didn't split up. Because if the, the backer survey went out, obviously whilst the game was in development, so if that went out, say, like a year to 18 months ago... If you split up in the meantime, you just sat there going, oh shit. There you go, look, 45 minutes, that's when swear word came in. Explicit tag. Um, you'd just be sat there like, oh no, what do I do? 
I basically told them I want a marriage proposal in as my credit. Uh, uh, uh. But yeah, there's a, there's a few. I, I kind of feel like a lot of the backer lists have generous Kickstarter backer. And yeah, Electric Boogaloo says Exhibit was one of the backer names. I can't imagine that was the actual rapper Exhibit, but you never know. <laughs> um... What was I saying? Yeah, a lot of the lists are generous Kickstarter backer, a generous slacker backer backer. And I'm just like, well, surely if they didn't want their name in the credits, why, why have you just decided to list them anyway? Because in one, I actually timed it, in one of the sections, there's so many listings that say generous Kickstarter backer. It actually goes on for a minute if you just leave it to scroll by itself. A full minute of no names, just generous Kickstarter backer repeated over and over and over and over and over again. So, but yeah, we need to find out. So if anyone's, oh, I say if anyone's friendly with Kenny Omega, who the hell is going to be listening to Radio Sega, who's, um, <laughs> who's friendly with, a, with, a, with an American professional wrestler? But if, if anyone does follow him and knows if he is likely to respond to tweets, ask him. Ask him if he's in the credits, if he put himself in the credits for Shenmue 3. Because as I say, I know he's a massive gamer. Because for the Halloween episode of AEW um, Dynamite, he dressed up as Sans from Undertale. And even um, got uh, Toby Fox's uh, permission to create a remix of Megalovania to use as his entrance theme for it. So... I.I. says, I think it's people who didn't put a name down. I, I know exactly what it is. I'm just thinking, if they didn't put a name down, don't put them in there. You know, you're wasting time. Because imagine if you just said, you know, you, you put in your backer code, you go, that's me! I'm generic, generous Kickstarter backer number 474,000! Yeah, because, you know, that backer list has got, well, in, on the Kickstarter side of things anyway, that backer list has got 67,000 names on it. Plus, however many more that put in the slacker backer. <sighs> Gee whiz. Gee whiz. But, yeah, Shenmue 3. Um, the actual game. Let's talk about the actual game a little bit. So, the... The game itself is very pretty. I.I. says, I'm sure there was a video of a wrestler in regards to Shenmue 3. Potentially... Well, if... if if you're on about the, the podcast one where they were taking the mickey, that was Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that wasn't his actual voice. That was someone mimicking. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I need to do some research. I will look it up, because I must know. So, send me free ones on um, the Unreal Engine. And it looks, if for that reason, it looks very pretty. Um, what I absolutely adore about it, and Mina doesn't, in fact, Mina actually originally thought the game was a remake and wasn't brand new, is the fact that the voice acting is absolutely atrocious. It's terrible. I'm glad you mentioned it, because I was going to say it myself. It's, it's, it's absolutely god-awful. And But the thing is, is the voice acting in Shenmue and Shenmue 2 were exactly the same. They were both absolutely god-awful. So in that regards, I'm actually really happy about it. Because, well, 
in the sense of if it was done properly, well, I say properly, if it sounded different, it would, it, it would lose the Shenmue appeal. But you know, the thing is about about Shenmue and Shenmue Two. I I say play in Japanese. No, no, I have I played Shenmue Two in Japanese and I I didn't like it. I like I like the fact that Rio sounds stupid. <laughs> Because he goes in and he's he's asking people very vague questions, and this is this has happened since the first game. So like his dad dies, and then about four days later, he goes into Debrita and goes, "Hey, what can you tell me about that day?" What? It's like you know, in, in, you, you you sort of sit there. I was saying in English, it's meant to be cheesy. Well, yeah, that's the appeal. That's what I'm saying. It's part of the appeal. But it's just like when he sits there and he's talking to some random pizza shop owner. Hey, what? Tell me, tell me what happened that day. Now, for me, as a shop worker, if someone walked into my shop, like in real life, so not talking in video game terms, if someone walked into my shop in real life and said, "Hi, can you tell me what happened on that day?" I'd be like, "Mm-hmm." You may want to narrow that down a little bit. But um, you know, that day with the black car when it was snowing, says says a Japanese character at De- in December when it snows quite often. I'd like to imagine, <laughs> or maybe maybe they don't um, they don't see black cars that often. It was the eighties, after all. Who knows? But um, yeah. I've heard that even though um, Sega allow, uh, licensed the Shenmue name out to Yu Suzuki so that he could make the next game, um, I've heard that they didn't extend the license as far as uh, video games go. Oh, guys, says in Shenmue, everyone knew each other. Not when he's doing the same thing in China. He goes over there and, he's, and one of his first questions is, Hi, can you tell me where to find some sailors? I'm surprised no one went, Why? Why? Are you gay? Is that why you in the navy? <laughs> Green Viper says black cars were just invented in the eighties. They were brand new, brand new color for for, for automobiles. Black. <laughs> mm. But yeah, no licensed arcade games in uh, in Shenmue Three. So that's a little bit of a shame that uh, that Sega didn't extend the uh, the courtesy. But I suppose you know when the game went on to make like over ten million dollars. Through its Kickstarter campaigns, plus the additional money it had gotten from Deep Silver and uh, and Epic to actually get the bloody thing released, you know, I'm sure they didn't have enough money to go get any licensing from anyone else. Who knows? Um, yes. So the voice acting's crap. <laughs> I like it though. As I say, I do like it because it's like he sounds so upset. So he goes in and he's like, "Hi." Um, we're looking for Shen Hua's dad, and the guy's like, "I don't know anything about that." And he's like, "Oh," <laughs> and then he goes, and the, but then the next sentence is like about her father, and he's like, "I literally just told you." Oh, I mean, another thing that I don't quite like about it is, and the the one negative I do have at the minute, and I think over the course of the game, it's really going to bug me, is that there's different cutscenes depending on where the camera wants to be in the conversation. So like. If they need to change the camera angle, then sometimes it will fade to black and then fade back in again. And there's one particular cutscene right in the early early stages. So like all all Rio and Shenhua are doing are walking out of the cave that they've been sat in for the last eighteen years. 
They're walking out the cave back to her village, and I swear that one cutscene, which Hideo Kojima would have turned into a feature-length film by himself, um, that one cutscene has like four or five different cuts in it, and I don't know why. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, by by all standards. Shenmue 3 should be a pretty bad video game because it's like, well, it's almost as if Yu Suzuki's forgotten how to make them. But because of the rather bizarre feeling that we as gamers who have been interested in this in this one, um, we have been invested in this series since like 1999, 2000, whenever, whenever it came out. Is, is the fact that, well, actually, you know, it's really good. I.I. saying the fate of Black during talking only happens on PS4. He hasn't seen it happen on PC. Well, it shouldn't be happening at all, really, because I just don't get it. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously, if you guys have got any, any opinions of played it, I'd imagine... You know, most people, uh, some people may have even finished it. As I say, I'm, I'm barely an hour in. So, you know, let's try and avoid spoilers for the sake of, well, me, first and foremost. Um, a cat. Huh? There's a cat. There's a cat. Mm. I don't know if there is a cat in this one, actually. No, there's a kitten. There's a kitten in the first one. Oh. I named it Chibi. You, got to, you get to have a choice of name. I was like, well, name it Chibi. Mm. But yeah, I think I just played it just so I could sit there and go, Oh my god, Shenmue 3 exists and I played it. Um, and then I'll probably go back to Shenmue 1 and 2 before I do it. I.I., who's the only person talking at the moment, uh, says, I honestly think Shenmue 3 is amazing. I play it and it's like being in a comfy chair with slippers. Being in a comfy chair with slippers is all good, but uh, I mean, the thing is, 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 is yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, comfy chair with comfy slippers on, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the comfy slippers are nice and padded. It just means that they're comfy. They're probably some, they're probably your favourite pair that you've worn in, but actually they're old and tattered. And, and the same with the comfy chair. Um, <laughs> I will avenge the cat's mother. I'll be honest with you, if the, the cat's, because if the cat's mother um, came from China, I don't... Well, actually, no, I suppose, yeah, it was the black car that ran it over, wasn't it? That's why That's why um, we find the cat in the first place. Huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure as time goes on, I'm going to love it. But initially, I, I don't know what to think about it. I don't. I mean, as I say, I'm enjoying it, and, and I'll, I'll no doubt love it by the end. For for the fact of it is what it is, but as to whether or not it's a it's a very good video game as a, as a Sega fan, it's hard to be subjective. As a Shenmue fan, it's even harder to be subjective. Um, I mean, one thing that I do like is the fact that it has a that um, Rio's health goes down when he gets hungry. I think that's pretty cool. So if he goes running around, it goes down quicker. But then you need to actually make him eat, which is a good thing because in the first two Shenmue games, you could buy as much food as you wanted. And you couldn't do anything with it. And yet now, all of a sudden, it's like, ah, yeah, stockpile the food. Because, you know, what you don't want to be doing is in the middle of a field and Rio going, I'm hungry. Nicholas Fermat says, I'll just say that the 18-year wait for Shenmue 3 is hard for me to feel since the game was announced when I was 14. Which was the first time I'd heard of it. Oh, Lord. You whippersnappers! 
You don't know you were born! Um, best place of music, haven't we, lads? Because... Well, we've been on air almost an hour, and we've only had one music break. <coughs> mm. Mm. Well, I'm going to play that one, because I think that's what we want. Uh, Electric Boogaloo requested the main theme from Enduro Racer Arcade. I've managed to find one from SegaCon, which I'm going to play that one. Um, I want to play a Shenmue track, but I don't want to play Sedge Tree, and I don't want to lean on Tomato, because I always lean on Tomato. Oh, hang on. Did we not find... There was a different version, wasn't there? I found a different one. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it's any different. <gasps> Maybe we should play that one. Convenience Shenmue. Convenience Store. Shenmue 2. Mix. Yes. I'm going to play the Shenmue 2 version of the Tomato Store. It will disappoint me greatly. I am... I have no doubt. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Mina. Nope, she's asleep. That's fine. I was going to get a suggestion. Um... <laughs> Green Viper says, don't lean on tomato, the juice will spray everywhere. Ha! <laughs> IGN complained about Shenmue 3 that battles would spring on you so no time to eat elf health items like it's meant to be real. Imagine in real life getting into a fight and going, hold on, got it stuff my face. Well, I suppose if you're that good at fighting, you'd fight whilst eating, wouldn't you? Um, I'll, I'll find a third track whilst we're in the music break, so this could be fun. When we're back, oh god, is there anything else that we could talk about that's Sega related? I don't even know if they've done anything, to be fair. I mean... I've had a bit of a Disney day today. We, we took Alexis to watch Disney on Ice, um, which she quite enjoyed. And then we went for a meal. Then we took a photo with potentially the worst Arno and Elsa cosplayers I've ever seen. Um, they were hired by the Corner House in Nottingham because obviously Frozen 2 came out uh, this week. And they, I mean, they were polite. They were very friendly, but they didn't look anything like them, really. I mean, I think I could have put a dress on and done a better job, and that's with my hair looking an absolute state and with a beard. But, um, yeah, so we did that. Then we were going to watch Frozen 2 in Nottingham, but the the, the, tr the times weren't too favourable, so we ended up um, watching it back, back home in Grantham. Um, so, you know, if you want me to talk about Frozen 2, I guess I can. Um, otherwise, if there's any other Sega news or anything in, at all that you guys want to talk about, throw a conversation topic my way and we'll see if we can spitball it. Because to be honest, I've got like an hour to film now and my, my co-host has fallen asleep. So, yeah, yeah, I'll open it up to the floor. Whatever you guys want to talk about, we'll talk about after this.
actually think I've been genuinely that bored listening to a song before. <laughs> Completely the wrong song to put on, I think. Most boring three minutes I've ever had in my life. Johann Strauss 2 and the um, Pizzicato Polka from Asterix and the Power of the Gods. Johann Strauss, I'd like to point out, composed the original of that track. He didn't make the Mega Drive one because he died um, a good, probably, what, two to... I was going to say two to three hundred years before the game even came out. The game came out in 1995. I have no way of checking, so I think my phone's probably died by now. Oh no, it's still alive. Hang on. Wiki Strauss. Johan. Died in... 1899. Well, not quite two to three hundred years then. He was, um... What? Not even a hundred. Ninety... Ninety-four. 94 years before that uh, before that game was composed so he didn't actually compose that someone took his song and um, and made a very 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 boring version of it um, before that tomorrow convenience store Shenmue 2 version from Shenmue 2 shockingly I know um, and then the Enduro Racer main background music uh, from Enduro Racer again mind-blowing information that uh, from the album SegaCom, the best of Sega game music, volume one. <laughs> um, we <laughs> we've created a new hashtag apparently called Cosy Died. <laughs> it's been a while since Saturday Night Sega has managed to make a meme, and, and yet we've 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 managed it. Two hundred and ninety-seven episodes in, we've managed a new one. Um. Yeah, we were talking about customer service during the talk break, uh, during the music break, because, <clears throat> well, I put it in HM, uh, HMV, I put it in Discord, but I'll talk about it on the podcast as well, because for those of you who aren't in Discord, you might get a kick out of this, especially if you work in retail, like I used to, because if you do, it's a proper, proper hand in head, oh my god, why moment. I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and tell the story without swearing. So I went to HMV today. This was um, between uh, having our meal at Frankie and Benny's and then catching the train home to watch Frozen 2. So I thought, right, they've got a pretty decent 2 for 30 quid 4K movie deal on at the minute. When you consider 4Ks are like 25 quid each, I thought, well, you know, an extra one for a fiver, pretty decent. So when I was in... Nottingham on Monday. Uh, I was there for a fire marshal training course. Super duper fun, by the way. You know, I got to I got to an ex- I got to use a fire extinguisher. I got to use two actually, a water one and a carbon dioxide one. Carbon dioxide ones being the uh, the ones that when you uh, when you set them off, they go. <coughs> you know that sort of noise, but a lot louder because you know I can't do a really really loud noise. It sounds like a carbon dioxide fire extinguisher. Um. The water one sounds like water, shockingly. So anyway, I was having a bit of a browse because I went to buy Lion King on 4K. So I, I was literally going to be buying three 4K movies in a week. So I bought Lion King and I was like, oh, look, they've got X-Men, Dark Phoenix and Godzilla, King of the Monsters on 4K. Now, I wasn't going to buy X-Men Dark Phoenix on 4K. I was just going to buy it on Blu-ray because for everything I've heard, not seen it before, um, from everything I've heard, it's meant to be pretty bad. So I sat there and I thought I would pay 25 quid for Godzilla on 4K. So in that sense, I'm only getting X-Men for a fiver. Now, I can I can stump up a fiver for X-Men in 4K. No problem. So I go, you know, 
um, Mina picks the cases up for me because she's lovely like that. I've got Alexis on my shoulders, so you know I'm a bit restricted mobility-wise. I can't exactly bend down to the X's on on a shelf display when you've got a three-year-old hanging off your shoulders. Um, so pick the cases up and we go to the counter and give Mina my card and she takes the payment. We get the case, we get the, the the films back and we get the receipt and everything. So do you want a bag? No, 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 no. Don't be, need a bag. We've got a backpack. We're all good. You know, we've got a carrier bag from Disney on Ice because we spent like thirty-five quid in there buying a program and um, a bucket of popcorn. A bucket, a bucket of popcorn was eleven quid. Um, I mean, the bucket's reusable, you know, but 11 quid for popcorn. Uh, and then we bought like a spinny frozen globe thing because Alexis is quite into frozen at the minute. She sort of cycles through Disney movies. It's frozen at the minute, but a couple of weeks ago it was Aladdin. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas was one as well. Anyway, so, you know, we're like, we're, we've got plenty of bags. Don't need any more bags. We're all good for bags. Save the environment. You know, stop stop choking turtles. All of this, Chad. So, you know, we think nothing of it. Da 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 You know, go home. Come home. And I'm just like, right, best take price stickers off the off the cases then. And I, I pick them up. And I'm like, it's a bit weird. They're not... Uh, take the stickers off and everything. And I'm like, well, they're not sealed. They're not shrink-wrapped. Very bizarre. Because HMV don't put actual cases out. And then I take the slipcase off of X-Men to discover it's just a blank Blu-ray case inside and I'm thinking oh no surely not so um, dear listener I checked the Godzilla case and would you Adam and Eve it uh, yeah again completely empty completely empty completely and utterly empty just blank blu-ray case it's not even the actual cases for for godzilla and and x-men just with no discs in it's a nothing case it's a just a standard blu-ray case with no no you know artwork no 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 spots for discs nothing it is literally the actual display case that i've taken off of the shelf to go and purchase so He's what he's done. The the guy behind the counter is he's gone to get. Well, he's either gone to get the 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 films, you know, the actual films that I've actually purchased, and then just put them down on the counter and give us given us the display boxes, or he hasn't bothered to get them out at all, and has just given us the display cases back and gone. Ha! Thanks for paying me thirty quid. Yep, that's a quick one. That's got in my bank account. Off you go. So, by the time we've realised this, HMV's shot. Uh, we realised this at about 8 o'clock and they closed at half 7, so we're like, ugh. So, I've done I've done the sensible thing and sent a tweet to HMV, as well as the HMV Nottingham store, as well as the HMV customer helpline, uh, because it was UK customer support Twitter account. So, I've tweeted three different Twitter accounts, and if you do follow me at Gavi UK, do you, um, you see a picture? You see a picture of the, the, the X-Men and Godzilla slipcases um, <coughs> and the absolute nothingness that's inside them. Um, Mina's going to ring them tomorrow because I'm, I'm going to handle it via Twitter because I don't like getting angry on the phone because I work in a... It's not quite a retail environment per se, but I work in an environment where I know it's not nice to be shouted at. So I, I tend to not to want to shout at people um so Samina's gonna do that um and I'm gonna handle it via the Twitter side 
and we'll see what we get out of it. One thing I absolutely am not going to do is travel all the way back to Nottingham, which will cost me the best part of 11 quid, to go and take the slipcases back um, so that I can get the actual case, the actual films. Because one, that will cost me 11 quid. Two, it would take an hour and a half out of my day just in travel to do it. And three, I don't want to because actually it's not my fault. You know, I'm not the one that screwed up here, so I'm not doing it. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my non-explicit um, tale of HMV being absolute jackasses. If it wasn't for the fact that it was a really, really good deal on Blu-ray, on 4K Blu-rays, I wouldn't even have done it. I, I says, my phone skills are so good, I get what I want without shouting. Mina, she starts to get angry, but she doesn't shout, and I'm, I'm, I'm really um, impressed at something like that, actually. I, I used to work my, the optical director when I worked in an optician's down in London, uh, when I worked down there, she used to ring them to complain, and then if she didn't, the answer that she heard wasn't satisfactory, she would ask for the contact details of the CEO of the company. So she'd go, she wouldn't go, <laughs> she wouldn't go to like the manager or the manager's manager or anything like that. She just went straight to the top and went, I run a business myself. I know that this is not good customer service and I'm going to relay it to the CEO of your company. So can I have their direct, direct details? You'd be surprised. <laughs> or maybe you won't. It's um, how quickly they're very willing to help you as soon as you say you're going to do it. <laughs> You know, as soon as you sit there and you're just like, I want what I want. It's like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 we'll give you it, we'll give you it, we'll give you it, just calm down. <laughs> yeah, I think it only works if you do run a business. I don't think you could turn around and say, I run a retail business, I know this is not good customer service, I want this dealt with. Hmm. Um, Nicholas Haman did tweet about a Space Channel 5 20th anniversary collection uh, soundtrack album that's coming out having no device to check it on because I think if I even try and open something like v VGMDB or even Discord to get the link I think my phone will keel over so um, it's not something I'm, I'm going to be able to check but Space Channel 5 is getting a 20th anniversary uh, soundtrack album which I think is pretty cool um, the, I'm, I'm really interested actually in the Mega Drive Mini Celebration album. Is is that out yet? Um, you know, because I think apparently the songs that are on that are like remixes. They're not like the original tracks from the Mega Drive. So that's that's something that's uh, that's quite interested me. Um, another thing that's sort of video game related that I've been listening to this past week. Uh, I've been listening to the Death Stranding soundtrack, um, the the Timefall album that came out in support of it. I mean, I've not played the game myself. I've, I'll get around to it um, once I buy it or someone buys it for me. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I listened to the Timefall album, and then, do you know what? That's pretty decent. It's not bad. It's what half hour long, if that. So. Uh, right, okay. The Mega Drive Mini Celebration album. Oh, yeah. Do I apologize? Um, isn't out until December the 12th. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really interested to hear what some of the mixes of that sound like. 
Um, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take a, a page out of the glitch book, and I'm gonna play music that we wouldn't normally. Let's play Streets of Gotham from Batman Returns on the Mega CD because I was reading Batman Superman issue four yesterday, and I uh, it's quite good. I am very much enjoying the Batman Superman comic at the minute. So if you haven't been reading that and you can and you like Batman, then it's probably worth it. Um, binary Domain Club Music. Binary Domain's by the Yakuza people, isn't it? So, well, it's only a minute and a half. Let's see what that's like. And then I'm going to scroll through to... Hang on. There's a Chunism song called Jingle Bells. I wonder if that's Christmas. We'll play that. That's two minutes long. And then we'll put a... I'm going to put a fourth song on because they're quite short. Uh... <laughs> Let's play... Should we play a track from Decap Attack? We don't, don't normally play a lot of Decap Attack, do we? Where's... Let's play the music for level one. That should do it. Right. This could be fun, then. Um, Batman, Binary Domain, Chunism, which could be a Christmas song, and if it is... I mean, I'm generally not a big fan of playing Christmas music before December, but um, I'm quite intrigued if the majority of Chunism tracks is um, are like happy hardcore style songs, and that I'd, I'm really interested to see how Jingle Bells comes out. But, you know, it probably won't be anything like that. So... Yoi. Um... And then when we come back, oh, I don't know. I'm sure we'll figure something out. <laughs> I just want to play more music because, you know, there's, there seems to be very little of it. So, yeah, I remember the days when we used to just have a talk bed that would last as long as the track did without looping. And then we'd play more music and it was really hard to get conversations going. And now we just talk too much and don't actually play a lot of music. How oh, how times change. Back in a bit.
interesting music break um yeah interesting songs there so the batman returns mega cd soundtrack i need to listen to more of that man because that was bloody good streets of gotham that was called um it's probably a different um composer so i wasn't expecting to find a mega cd version of the music from the master system one but oh the drums on that was just brilliant um, before, uh, after that, binary domain club music, um, Chunism, Chunism and Jingle Bells from the Sega Sound Unit version. Uh, apparently, it's a short. It, it is a short version, says Nicholas Mann. There is a longer version, but really, it, that song's a bit of a mess, a bit terrible. Um, and then Level One from Decap Attack on the US uh, from the US version, because we do have Decap Attack listed as a Japanese version as well. But um, I believe that was called Magical Hat. 
and actually has got nothing to do with decap attack whatsoever because decap attack is just a reskin um, just to make it a bit more appropriate for Western audiences and no idea don't actually know whether which one which one's better or not because I've only played decap attack I don't actually know if I've played the second uh, the Japanese version so there you go there's that um, something we can talk about that will take a little bit of time because I think we can't really go the um, the entirety of this episode without having mentioned it and if we did I think I'd get I really get would get hurt uh, from Viper is the fact that Radio Sega Winterfest has been announced for 2019 and really if you didn't see that come in that was kind of more fool you because we've been doing Winterfest now for a good fair few years so you know you probably should have seen this coming a mile off um <clears throat> what's really interesting is we first started talking about this a fair few months ago and when I had a gander at uh, where episode 300 was going to fall, that was probably the first time that Viper then started genuinely talking about Winterfest. And we happened to discover that um, episode 300 fell on the tentative date for Winterfest. And then when the Sonic Adventure music experience got announced as the weekend before, we kind of knew that the only weekend we could feasibly do Winterfest was on the weekend of the 14th and 15th of, uh, well, the, the, the 13th to the 15th of December, essentially. So, you know, keep your eyes peeled on Radio Sega for the full announcement of all the external show hosts who are going to be doing shows um, for us. But you can imagine that there are going to be some special shows here and there and everywhere. Um, but by by all accounts, the most special, you know, is probably the fact that uh, Saturday Night Sega, 12 months on from making its debut, uh, its reappearance, because don't forget, you know, I kind of was like a surprise addition to, um, to, uh, to, to Winterfest 2018 with the then further announcement that uh, Saturday Night Sega was coming back for a season four. Um, you know, 12 months later, we're going to be hitting episode 300. Now, what am I going to do for it? No idea. Um, I think it's going to be like we did with episodes 100 and 200, is we'll probably have a bit of a, a natter about favourite Saturday Night Sega moments, favourite songs. Um, I haven't, I say I've been that busy with other things. I've, I've not really put a lot of thought into what I want to do for the celebration of the, the, the milestone, you know, the triple century. Um, similarly, haven't really put any thought into what we're going to do for the Radio Sega, um, oh yeah, the Radio Sega 10th birthday show, which again, if you, if you tuned in last week and if you didn't, podcast will go up soon. Um, I did check Radio Sega Media actually, uh, all episodes up to 292 are now on there. So 292 being, uh, no, sorry, 293 I think is up. Um... So, you know, that's, uh, you can you know, get downloaded up until the Master System episode, I believe, is that one, or the one after that. Anywho, 
Um, so, if you tuned in last week, you'll know that Radio Sega, uh, Saturday Night Sega's 10th birthday falls on the 13th of March uh, next year, 2020. And so we are moving Saturday Night Sega forwards to the 13th of March, which is a Friday, which is funny. Um, but then we also discovered that that's actually going to be episode number 313. And I, I love the fact, I love the an inadvertent coincidence that episode 300, and if you if you take American date convention, um, episode 313 will air on the third month of the year on the 13th day. So 313 will take place at 313 really cool i love it so you know i need that to stay where it is because that's just awesome uh awesome little bit of coincidence you must hate listening to these podcasts back when i start yawning really i mean it's not quite as bad as you know awkward pauses and um you know just random babbling about crap that doesn't matter but you, you must just absolutely hate the yawning um so yes yeah, so winterfest is happening this year uh in a couple of weeks actually so you know three weeks time it's really not that far away also another thing that we can talk about that kc um announced on monday um is radio sega's last call live is happening on saturday the 7th of december hey that's two weeks away um it's happening at the loading bar you can find information about it. The Skyblaze did tweet a link in Discord. Uh, tweet, well, tweeted a link. Radio Sega have tweeted a link quite a lot. Um, Skyblaze put a link in on the Discord. You can also see it on Facebook. If you do a search for Last Call Live, there is a um, Facebook event where you can say if you're interested or not in going. So it's happening at the loading bar. We can accommodate for about 60 people. So to be honest, if you are planning on going, it is, and you're from the UK, obviously, or if you're travelling to London for that weekend, some more on that on a, in a sec. Um, it is there. It is, you know, you can you can pop in. So we've got room for about sixty people. We are going to be playing Radio Sega music through the sound system, and also having a discussion about. Uh, well, there'll be a last call set, obviously, live, hence the term. So if you want to go and see some Radio Sega DJs doing their, you know, shaking their, uh, doing their business, then you can go see them, go say hi. Um, I, unfortunately, am not one of them. I'd absolutely adore to be there, I would. Um, it, when I ran Radio Sega, I always wanted to do one of these things, and I was actually, I even had an idea of, of calling it Club Radio Sega. So I'm a little bit disappointed that it's been ended up being called Last Call Live when, you know, Club Radio Sega was always my, my goal. But hey, different strokes for different folks. Um, so I'd, I'd had this idea and, and I'm really pleased to see that um, it's taken a few years, but we finally managed to get it to fruition um, to the point where now Radio Sega, you know, at the age of nine, going on well not even nine sorry it's like what 11 12 years old 12 13 13 years old so we finally oh dear we're finally having our first meetup 
that we're organising, and it's really cool, and I love the idea. So I, I, I hope there's more. Um, I'm just really, really disappointed that I can't be there. And the reason I can't be there is because it's my work Christmas party the same day, so I actually can't get to London and back um, in time. But if you're interested, as I say, it's in the loading bar in London um, from 3pm till 6pm, I believe. You can stay there past 6pm if you want. It's just the general public get allowed in after that point. So, um, you know, the Radio Sega music will all get switched off and it'll have to go back to being a normal bar. But we have been given the space as long as people go and buy food and drink. So, you know, it's a bar. So, you know, they do sell alcohol. So be aware that um, as best as we can manage it is potentially going to be an 18 plus uh, meet because, you know, it's a it's a bar. It sells alcohol. So, you know, if you want to drink alcohol, you need to take ID. Um, and also, if you were going to go to see me, please don't, because I'm not there. I'll make the next one. Promise. <laughs> Whatever the next one may be. Maybe we could we, maybe we could tour it and do it in different places. So I know a couple like, um, you know, a couple of people have mooted Sheffield. But, you know, Nottingham I can get to. Birmingham wouldn't be a bad shout. See if there's other places that we could go. Let's do a Radio Sega tour. Um, the weekend might ring a bell for most of you because obviously um, Saturday the 7th of December is the day before the Sonic Adventure music experience. Hooray! And we were originally looking and I don't particularly care if I'm, you know, we were, we were looking to see if we could get some sort of endorsement um, from the SOS guys for it. And um, unfortunately that's kind of a little bit out of their remit. But I'm still promoting it as a um, Sonic Adventure music experience pre-party. Because really, that's what it is. Whilst it's not an official one, my stance on the matter is it's not an official pre-party. But we are still doing it to get all of the Sega heads together who who may or may not be in London um, for, for the music concert that's happening the next evening. Um, we're just getting everyone together to, to have a good time and come and hang out with us. And, and really, most pre-parties don't tend to be official anyway. But, I don't know. Um, in, in my head, it's it's a pre-Sonic Adventure party. So, you know, as I say, it's, anyone's more than welcome. So, if you are going, share the, share the Facebook event with your friends you know if you're not going share it anyway because it um, it helps with the algorithms and gets it out to more people um and yeah i uh, i reckon you know a lot of people might be interested so if you want if you, as i say if you want to be a part of um radio sega for um, last call live doesn't actually take a lot to, to you know to register your interest you go on Facebook do a search for it on the events you know last call live say you go in and then turn up there's no, no entry fee you know you just turn up have a good time listen to Sega music chat with some of your fellow listener friends um, and some of the DJs you know take photos get autographs make us feel what make, make us feel wanted and famous. Um, Green Viper's got a very, very, very awesome Radio Sega t-shirt, and I want one. I mean, not the exact same one, because his says Viper on it, but I want one. And uh, I hope that eventually we staffers do get one. But he may wear it! 
and you know you'd be able to spot him because it says Radio Sega on it in massive letters it's gigantic it so hmm yes um So I think that's pretty much the the big Radio Sega news of the week to talk about. We've discussed Winterfest 2019 happening in December um, on the 14th. Well, my show's on the 14th. I was asked if there was any capability of moving it. And really, I'd like not to. So at the moment, we are still trying to finalise the um, things, the, the schedule, the timetable, the... Well, whatever you want to call it. Show schedule, I suppose. Um, so, presume that episode 300 is taking place on the 14th of December at 10pm UK time. Imagine that there is still subject to change. I mean, as I say, you know, this is where my show slots, so I'd, I'd rather not move it. But, if one of the external hosts can only do Saturday at 10 o'clock, then I will accommodate. I'm not evil. I'll, uh, I'll, do, I'll do the best I can. To, uh, to help people out. Um, and then the week before that, Radio Sega, last call live in the loading bar. If you don't know where that is, I think Shoreditch. Shoreditch is ringing a bell. If you don't know where it is, um, look it up. You know, Google map it. And, and just make sure you get the right one because I'm fairly sure loading run a second bar called um, Drink, Relax, Play. Uh, so make sure you definitely get Loading Bar and not uh, not the second one. Unless Drink, Relax, Play was one that they shut down. I know they did have a second bar, um, but whether they still do or not. I can't remember. I don't know. <clears throat> My dream, and depending on how popular last call live is maybe we maybe we can do it maybe we can't i don't know but my actual dream is after djing um summer of sonic 2016 and it was lots of fun i loved it um i'd, I'd love to do a dj set like a live set um in a radio sega capacity and actually have a club radio sega and, and dj that you know, and, and maybe we could have a last call live where actual DJs do act, you know, like our show hosts do some actual DJing, you know, like have a, have a particular road to us. It's like, right, I did this one. So the next one is your turn. And then, you know, and rather than, rather than having outside collaborators, we, we sort of do it all ourselves. Maybe that's the plan for last call live. I don't know. As I say, I'm, I'm, um, I, I love the idea, um, but I'm kind of staying out of the organization of it all. Cause really, you know, I'm not going to be there. So it's, it's, bit bit naughty if i if i sort of get involved in the deep nitty-gritty of it all so uh but you know it has my seal of approval because it's like i say it's one of my one of my dreams and one of my goals for the uh, for the for the radio site coming true it's beautiful and i love it and i'm going to play some jet set radio future just to see you out and then we'll come back and we'll have ourselves a bit of a quick natter about what's going on uh, on Saturday Night Sega over the next few weeks. Because, as I say, you know, the light, I know we do this at the end of every show, but especially as there hasn't been any ar- uh, podcast archives for a few weeks, mainly because I've been pretty crap at loading them. Um, I think we should have a good old natter about what's coming up and some ideas I've got for Saturday Night Sega heading into 2020. 
So, um, yeah, I'm going to play some Jet Set Radio Future, and then we will be right
there we go. Grace and Glory, the BB Wrights mix. I, I don't know why. I just I like Grace and Glory. It's a good song. Um, but I, I just had a hankering for the Jet Set Radio Future version. Um, so yeah, we've got about seven minutes to go before the end of the show. So I'm just going to quickly brief you on what's happening over the next couple of weeks. So. Next Saturday is the 30th of November. Um, the <clears throat> the show on that week is pre-recorded because I'm at a colleague's leaving do. Um, so it's probably going to get recorded Saturday daytime, maybe. So it'll get recorded same day. Um, but I've, I'll, I'll, I'll clue you in on when I'm actually going to do it because if there is a day of the week that I could rather do it, then you know it keeps my daytime free. Um, but we'll, we'll see how we go. So that's going to be pre-recorded. The 7th of December, as previously discussed, is also going to be pre-recorded um, because of the, the Christmas party thing. I, I do hope, with Last Call Live happening on the same day, I do hope that, we're still, that I'll still be able to stick to the 10 o'clock broadcast time for that. But as I'm not going to be in any sort of control of that, your best chance on the 7th of December is to check um, Radio Sega's Twitter account. And if there is any change to the schedule of that with relation to Last Call Live, I'm sure they'll let you guys know. Um, 14th of December, as I say, is going to be episode 300. So that again, that should air, you know, 10 o'clock UK time. Uh, episode 301 will air on the 21st of December. Now, I'm thinking it's about time we did another Christmas episode. It's been a while since I've done one. Um, you know, sort of wintery themed and all of that jazz. So we're gonna place that in there. Um, actually, does any of you guys remember? Did I do a show Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? I remember doing a show on one of those. Um, I probably have done both actually. But yeah, so we'll do a Christmas special. So Saturday Night Sega Christmas special is going to be episode number three hundred and one. Um, and that will be uh the 21st of December 28th of December is going to be um oh crap I've just had a thought hmm I'm away for two weeks in January I'm going to have to sort shows out for that because there's no way I'm going to be able to broadcast out of a hotel room well that puts cats amongst pigeons um the 28th of December I don't know um, it'll be a live show, definitely. I don't think I'm doing anything on the 28th where I'd need to, where I'd need to pre-record one. But I am probably going to need to take some time and pre-record some shows, uh, some DJ sets or some special shows for when I'm away because I do have a two-week block release as part of my DO course where I'm down in Canterbury. So um, yeah, I need to uh, I need to sort those. I think because I'm not going to be able to broadcast whilst I'm away. I think I'd probably annoy a lot of people in a hotel while I do that. Um, that had only just occurred, and I'm glad I thought about it now. It gives me time to plan for it. <laughs> Plans for Saturday Night Sega in 2020. So, Viper was mentioning about a couple of Battle Royales when we were talking about those. Um, we got to talking that we could potentially do Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz, um, I may have mentioned it. I may have mentioned it on Saturday Night Sega. I don't really know. Um, 
but yeah, we might do Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz, so Banana Blitz versus Banana Blitz HD. Uh, I'm also quite intrigued, and I need to check to see if we've done it already. I know I haven't done it. I'd need to check to see if Sega Rages did it during Resident SD's run. Um, I need to have a gander to see if we ever did Sonic 3 um, Mega Drive versus PC. Because obviously with the prototype sound, with Sonic 3 prototype being dumped last week um, via Hidden Palace, no relation, um, and then them f- and then people finding out that the Sonic 3 PC soundtrack was actually the one that was originally on the disc, uh, on the cartridge rather. Um, it'd be quite intrigued. I'd be quite intrigued to do a battle royale between Sonic 3 PC and and Mega Drive. But I can't remember if we did it. I need to have a look. Because uh, if Sega Ages have done it already, then I don't really want to be stepping on toes. But those are the two ideas I've had anyway, is um, <coughs> is to do Sonic 3 Mega Drive versus PC and um, Monkey Ball uh, Banana Blitz versus Banana Blitz HD. Gabby said, um, Nicholas Man says, Green Viper already sort of did that yesterday with the Sonic 3 thing. Yeah, but I'd do a full soundtrack. So Viper probably did, like, as part of Pick and Mix, probably did, like, the odd track here or there. Um, we'd do, like, a full soundtrack playoff, uh, fight-off with, with voting, like, full voting and, and stuff like that. So, you know, like, Battle Royales tended to be. Um, there's, there's some more I want to do. I mean, I, I'm sure I could have a look around. I know we jokingly did a Streets of Rage 16-bit versus 8-bit one. Um... But it's just having a look to see what else, you know, what other what other games we could do. Um, I mean, I suppose there's always Sonic Mania versus Originals, but that doesn't really work out too much, you know, too far. But meh, we'll we'll see. Um, what I am gonna leave you with is a song from Sonic 3 PC. I think. So let's. Let's see what I can find. I don't even remember what it's called. Uh, well, it's called Sonic and Knuckles Collection, wasn't it? That'd be why I can't find it under Sonic 3. Here we go. Right. Let's play... Launch Base Zone. Why not? We'll play Launch Base Zone... Act one. And then I'll queue up my world famous game over. Let's say it's world famous, it's not really, is it? Game over. Right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Um, hopefully, we've got a bit more to talk about on next week's show. Depends on what Sega want to do during the week. Um, but. I, at the very least, I'll have probably played a little bit more of Shenmue 3, so, you know, we'll have that going for us. We'll probably go a little bit deeper into that. Um, or I'll have played a bit more of Shenmue 1, which is most likely. I might even have played more Pokemon than that. Who knows? I might even share some opinions on the two Sega Ages games I picked up on Nintendo's eShop Black Friday sale. They do have a selection of games. You can get... Uh, Virtual Racing, Alex Kidd in Miracle World, Fantasy Star, and Sonic 1, I believe, for £2.99 each, which is, you know, 
pretty good deal. I, I picked up Fantasy Star and Alex Kidd, and I swear I will have Alex Kidd finished by the time um, by the time this year's out. Uh, I'm playing it on ages mode, which means I can rewind gameplay, but at least if I can figure out how to do it that way, then I can play it in original mode, and then whilst I can't do it on original hardware, which would be lovely, um, I can at least turn around and say that I've completed a game that, at least in my household, only my dad's finished. So, you know, I, I would see that as, as, you know, a pretty good win if I can finally, finally finish the damn thing. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I've um, that's probably the first or second video game I ever played um, as a child. It was it was either Alex Kidd or Sonic 1, one of those two that I played first. And I, I need to finish it. It's one of the few Master System games I owned. Uh, other than Transbox, it was impossible to finish that. But it's one of the few Master System games I owned that I never finished. So I need to. It's It's just, it's hung over me for so long. I'd love to be able to say I finally, finally finished it. So, without further ado, we're going to play um, Ice Cap. Uh, no, sorry, Launch Base Zone from Sonic and Knuckles Collection, which is obviously the name given to the PC release of Sonic 3. Because it had Sonic Knuckles on it as well. Surprising, I know. Um, so, as I say, thanks everyone for tuning in. I'll catch you next Saturday night, 10pm UK time, for another thrilling instalment of Saturday Night Sega. It'll be episode number 298. Like I said, edging ever, ever closer to episode 300. Thanks for tuning in. My name's been Gavi. This has been Saturday Night Sega. You've all been awesome. And coming up next, the 24-7 stream. So get your requests in.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.